Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survivor Radio. It's the 29th day of April 2019. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. I'm going to go into the last part of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. We're going to begin today with verse 10. Before we do, let's ask God to bless his word. Father, we ask you to bless your word. You said it won't come back void. It'll do that which you sent it to do. It'll help our minds, cultivate us, let us grow in you. Lord, you said to increase in the knowledge and the faith of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter 6, going to begin today with verse 10. Talk about the whole armor of God or spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Very important. Uh, there's a... Uh, Emphasis put on this at Paul at the end of this book. You know, the many things he told his people, and then he says in verse 10, finally, he says, I must leave this with you. In order to do what you need to do, you need to understand the whole armor of God. That it's God who keeps us and God alone. Nothing on our own except obedience, obeying him, humility, Submitting ourselves unto him. This allows him to work in our life. Putting faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who through his finished work. The Bible declares. Puts an open shame. Every power and every principality. That comes against us today. Jesus said behold. I give you power. Over all power. Of the devil. So let's begin here. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Does it tell us to be strong in ourselves, which we cannot be, but tells us to be strong in the Lord and the power, the dunamis of his might. Acts 4.33 says, in great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. So the power and the strength comes from God. Zechariah chapter 4, the Spirit of God speaking to a man named Zerubbabel, who was the temple builder, who was, the Bible declares, was sleeping at that time. The Spirit of God woke him up and told him, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, say of the Lord. In other words, not by your power, but by my power. Not by your might, but by my might. We, we are uh, not even a close match to the powers of darkness. They've been around a long, long time. They've done what they are doing a long, long time 
time. And the only thing that can break their power is the blood of Jesus Christ. What Jesus did at the cross broke the back of Satan and his minions 2,000 years ago, giving me and you, the church, the church, power over all power of the devil. And that's what the Word of God says. So he says, be strong, not in yourself, but in the Lord. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Diverse wiles. Now the word wiles there means trickery, deception. Jesus said in Matthew 24, take heed that no man deceive you. So deception is probably, I would say, is the prime weapon that Satan is using in these last days to get people to take another path, to destroy their faith, to destroy their faith in the word of God, in the power of God, to tear up their foundation, which is Jesus Christ, which the Bible says he is the chief cornerstone of our faith. He is the foundation stone of our faith. But that word wiles also means lay in wait, waiting for an opportunity to bewail you, to try to destroy you. Uh, this is what he does. And he's allowed to for a time and for a season. I believe this is one of the mysteries that will be shown when we get when we come to live with the Lord. Why God allows Satan a certain amount of latitude. Now, I believe one of them is to keep us lined up. <laughs> I believe he uses anything he can to keep us on the right path. And, and of course, anything he can is anything. So there's a reason why he's allowed the latitude that he's been allowed. And that's in the mind of God. And the Bible says that our thoughts are not his thoughts, that our ways are not his ways. So, so he says, put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. So there's an armor of God that Paul lays out here in Ephesians chapter 6. Then he goes on to verse 12, and he says, Why put on the armor of God? Because we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. So we don't fight traditional or conventional with conventional weapons. We fight with the weapons that have been provided by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through his finished work. Philippians 3.3 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, of course, Paul's talking about the law, uh, talking about the new birth, but he says that we have no confidence in the flesh. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. 
I believe this is why he said the nine spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. The Bible says these gifts are for the edification of the body, for the help of the body, to lift up the body, to give us weapons of warfare. He says that we are against principalities. Now, principalities are chief rulers or beings of the highest rank and, it, and, and order in Satan's kingdom. So for a season and a time, the Bible declares that he has a kingdom. He's not in hell. The Bible declares he's in the heavenlies, in the heavenly places. I believe in the second heaven. Um, it would probably shake us up greatly if we was to see what was going on up above us, that, that, that there's another world outside of this world. And I know it's people, well, that's crazy. No, that's what the Bible says. He says there's principalities, okay? Uh, and notice in highest rank and order, the Satan's kingdom is organized to a fault, organized. Colossians 2.10 says, and you are complete in him. Now listen, which is the head of all principality and power. Doesn't say Satan's the head of all principality and power. Says he's a, a a certain part of it. Yes, he oversees, but the head of him is Jesus Christ. And Paul wrote that we are complete in him. We didn't defeat Satan. He did. For this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So he says, principalities is what we deal with. We deal with powers, authorities, those who derive their power from and execute the will of chief rulers. See the, the chain of command? If you've been in the military, you know there's a chain of command that, that uh, must be followed. I know this. It must be followed. You can't, you can't abuse the chain of command. When they accused Jesus of casting out Satan by Beelzebub. He said, uh, Satan is not divided against himself, or a house divided will not stand. He said, against rulers of the darkness of this world, world rulers of the darkness of this age, the spirit world rulers. You can read in the book of Daniel around chapter 10, it gives you an insight of uh, the spiritual warfare that goes on up above us. Well, let's go to Daniel 10, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, and I remained there with the king, kings of Persia. Now this kings of Persia had a name, was a principality, was a ruler over a certain kingdom called Persia, which is one of the kingdoms that was indicated in the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw when Daniel interpreted it. In Daniel 10, 20, then said he, Knowest thou that before I came unto thee, and now I'll return to fight with the prince of Persia, and when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. There's another prince, which is uh, entities and powers, not of the Lord, but of this darkness, of the powers of darkness. So there is a warfare that goes on above us. Revelation chapter 12, I believe it says, and there was war in heaven. And I personally believe that much of what happens in the natural 
is determined in the supernatural. Okay, he says that we fight against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness that of the wicked spirits of Satan in heavenlies. First Peter three, First Peter three twenty two, who has gone into heaven and is the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. So there are other powers, but Jesus Christ is the head of them all. Colossians one thirteen, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us, removed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Here we see the choice. We see we're either under subjection or authority or influence of the powers of darkness, or we are under the influence and subjection and obedience to Jesus Christ. So you're not neutral. You can't be neutral. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. He says that all power has been made subject unto him, that we have been moved from the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, which is Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ is the stopper, so to speak. Satan doesn't like the blood. He doesn't like it when you plead the blood. He doesn't like it when you acknowledge the blood. Because the blood was put on the mercy seat that me and you might be reconciled back to God for our atonement, for our salvation, the blood of Jesus Christ. First John 3, 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. Uh-oh. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So it's all about Jesus Christ and his finished work. It's all about what he did. He was manifested. He was God incarnate. He condescended. God himself come down and put on flesh and blood. Colossians 2.15, talking about Christ again, having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Wherefore also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, mentioning of you in, in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and in the knowledge of him, for my people perish for lack of knowledge. So we need this knowledge to battle. Thomas Davis said, I thank you that you taught my fingers to war, that you've given me knowledge of spiritual warfare. Verse 19, Ephesians 1. And what is exceedingly greatness of his power to us, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, God wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. 21, listen. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Verse 22, listen now. And have put all things under his feet. What? All things. Everything. 
all dominion and power has been given unto him, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So who did he give this to? The power to the church, the ecclesia, of the called out ones, to operate, to do what needs to be done through the power of Jesus Christ and his finished work. Okay, Ephesians 6.13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. So he says we need to put on the whole armor that because we're going to have to stand in a day that is very, very evil. Paul told Timothy, in the last days shall be peerless times, fierce. Men's hearts will fail them, the book of Luke says, for what they see coming on the face of this earth. And he says, I'm giving you this armor that you might stand in that evil day. Do you think we might be in an evil day? Do you think we might need, well, we do need the whole armor of God? And it's a spiritual armor. It's nothing we take out of our closet every morning and put on. This is what we put on in faith, and Paul describes it to a T. He wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, But let us who are of the day, what day, what day, what day, the evil day, the times in which we are living, the Bible says, are evil. This present evil world. The influence in this world, most people are not influenced by God. They're influenced by these principalities. I just told you about. But let us who are the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. The Bible says that which is seen is not hope. But without hope, the helmet of hope, which protects our mind, protects our mind, keeps our mind keeps us steady, keeps us on the right path. He says, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith. We'll talk about that. And of love. What did Paul talk about love without love? Everything everything else I do is but a tinkling symbol. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Now James wrote in James 4, verse 7 through 10, submit yourselves therefore to God. This is our part. Jesus done his, totally. Totally defeated the devil. That's what the Word of God teaches. Totally defeated the devil at the cross. So he says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he might flee from you. No, he will flee from you. Verse 8, draw nigh to God. He shall draw nigh to you. Uh-oh. There's nothing. He would cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. What's the Bible say about being double-minded? It's unstable in all of these ways. Man, woman, boy, or girl is unstable. They're double-minded. That they are halted between two opinions. James 4 9, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into heaviness. Why? Because we're living in an evil day. We should be concerned about the times that, we're, that we are living in. Now, I don't believe we run around, run around with this old sad face all day in our countenance, you know, um, looking terrible. But I believe he said to be afflicted and mourn. Isaiah talks about this. He talks about the ministers weeping and wailing uh, between the porch and the altar for, for, for the loss. 
with loss, a certain amount of heaviness. But he does say he'll give us the, gar- the, the, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But this is to uh, carry a burden, to be, to be concerned about the lost condition of, of people. This is the mandate of the church is to preach the gospel. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel and tell them that there is a way out of their bondage, that they can be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord with all of your heart, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. When you seek with when you seek me with all of your heart, I know the thoughts I have towards you, the thoughts to prosper you, to do good things after you, to give you an expected end. He said, but when shall you find me when you seek me with all of your heart? Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. That's what James said. Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, whom resist, submit yourself unto God and resist the devil, he will flee from you. I just read that to you. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So Peter alludes to a spiritual warfare that's going on right now. Paul talked about it. James says there's an adversary out there that you've got to resist. And the only way you can resist this adversary is submit yourself to God. Okay, Ephesians 6.14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having a breastplate. Two main words are truth and righteousness. What is truth? Pilate stood a few feet from Jesus and said, What is truth? Little did he know he was standing right next to the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth, the only truth there is. There are a lot of things that are true, but Jesus is the truth. And the truth, knowledge of that truth, will set us free. So he said, our loins, gird it with truth. Having a breastplate, which covers our heart, of righteousness. Jesus, Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. John 5, 20, <clears throat> and we know that the Son of God has come. And have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. A lot lot of gods today, there's only one true God. Jesus is the truth. Matthew 6.33, sorry. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Romans 1.17 for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the two first implements we put on is truth. The second is righteousness. Truth, we gird up our loins. The Bible talks about girding up the loins of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind with truth. And the breastplate of righteousness which protects your heart. The Bible says, out of the heart proceeds the issues of life, and the heart is wicked, the unchanged heart, the unsaved heart, the heart that's not been renewed in Jesus Christ, is wicked about all things. Okay, verse 15, Ephesians 6. And your feet, feet's very important. If you've been in the military, they say protect your feet, keep 
keep dry socks, you know, uh, because an army marches on its feet. It says, and your feet shod. Now, the word shod is an old term. means to shoe. Back uh, when I was growing up, they took a horse to people, and they would shod them or put shoes on them to protect their feet from, from stones and things of this nature. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, your feet will be binded, protected. you got to keep your feet healthy. What you walk on. Amen. So we, our feet are shed with the preparation of the good news, the gospel, which is of peace. Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, and bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith in Zion, thy God reigns. Okay. Now verse 16, Ephesians 6 going on to uh, some other implements of the former. Above all, taking the shield of faith, the movable part. Now, a lot of people put your shield as a small, round item, but in this particular case, it's a shield that covers from head to toe that, that the Roman soldiers use when they get in battle. They would get behind that shield, which covered the entirety of their body. Their, their body. He said, and it's faith, the shield of faith. In other words, what we believe, what belief system we are ruled by. Do we believe in Jesus Christ? Do we believe him crucified? Do we believe in the virgin birth? Do we believe that, that the Bible that I'm holding my hand right now is the word of God? Very important what you believe and what you have faith in. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein, listen, listen to what it says here, you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. He gives reference to fiery darts. In other words, what's Satan shooting at you? In Genesis 15, 1, after these things, the, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. Now, Abraham was a man of faith, total faith. He believed God, and it was counted on him for righteousness. Acts 3.16, And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and you know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, this is Peter talking in the book of Acts about the miracles was going on after Pentecost. And through the faith in his name, his is Jesus Christ. This man was made strong. Second Thessalonians three three. But the Lord is faithful and shall establish you and keep you from evil. This is the word of God. See? This is a promise that which we need to believe. Okay, verse seventeen, Ephesians six. And take the helmet, once again the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. The helmet of salvation, which will keep your mind. The Bible says will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So now we've got the helmet of salvation and we've got the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Another movable thing. The shield of faith we move around to protect. The sword is the offensive weapon. It's the word of 
but it's quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts asunder and divides and discerns every spirit. First Thessalonians 5.8. I think I read this before, but I'm going to read it again. First Thessalonians 5.8. But let us who are the day be sober, put on the breastplate of faith and the love for a helmet, the hope of salvation, a helmet that protects the mind. He shall keep your minds through his grace. When you, when you supplicate before him, when you commit things unto him, give him your life, he'll keep you. Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Ephesians 6, 18, now listen, praying, this is also a weapon, praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Now, praying in the Spirit is praying according to the will of God, according to the Word of God, and not praying amiss. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20, there's only one chapter in Jude, but 120 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Luke 18, 1, And he spake a parable unto them that to this end the men ought always to pray and not faint. Ephesians 6, 19. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of God. Ephesians 6, 20. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. And therein I speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he's, uh, of course he was a witness. And he was a witness of the gospel of grace. He talked more about justification, sanctification, and glorification than anybody else in the Bible. Second Corinthians five twenty. For then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though Christ God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. <clears throat> in other words, he said, "I'm God's representative. I'm representative of Jesus Christ." Okay. Now, he, now, he, now he's wrapping up this and he's, it's like a benediction here he said but you also may know my affairs and lo I do Thycius a beloved brother and beloved minister of the Lord shall make known unto you all things so um, Tychius was with Paul for a period of time when he was in Rome in prison and uh, he was a messenger so to speak Ephesians 6.22 whom I've sent unto you for the same purpose, that you might know our affairs, and that you might comfort your hearts. Ephesians 6.23, Peace be to you, brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 24, Grace be with you all, then, that love our Lord Jesus Christ in, in sincerity or truthfully, genuinely. Amen. Now that whole arm of God, verses 10, the through verse 20, study that, study that, and and uh, ask the Lord to give you revelation. This, this, this has meanings, these truths, these uh, these implements of an armor, the, the uh, uh, have your loins gird with truth, uh, let your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel, Carry, have the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. The, the shield 
of faith and the sword, which is the word of God. What a perfect example. And these are actually ours. Truth is ours. The gospel is ours. The word of God is ours. Righteousness is ours through Jesus Christ. So study these things. Study. Also study to show yourself approved of workmen that need not to be ashamed. Listen, the Holy Ghost gives revelation of the Bible and understanding. He's the teacher. He's the one that leads and guides. So study these things. These are very important. We, we must, we must, we must, we must keep on the whole armor of God. Because it will keep us. The Bible says that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. So if you don't know Jesus Christ today, the Bible says confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. I want to say something here. It, the Spirit of God must draw a man to be saved. And saying words are good. Amen. Confessing Jesus Christ. But salvation is personal. The Bible says search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. I believe there's a confirmation between the spirit of man, men personally. This is a personal walk. But he, he lays out, he says, you, you've got to confess Jesus. You've got to confess that Jesus was raised from the dead by God the Father. And you've got to call upon his name. And the Bible says when you call upon his name, you shall be delivered. But I believe the Holy Spirit prepares the heart. I believe there's a searchlight. There's a light that comes on in our lives that shows us our undone state. Before we didn't see that. It takes the Holy Ghost to draw us and show us what kind of a bad shape that we're in, a dilemma that we are in. There should be an urgency. Once you see this and once you see uh, your sins and your iniquity, which we all see and we all have had and have, we, I mean, we fight now. Uh, you know, we just said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, weapons, high places. The devil's out too deep, deep, dethrone Christ off our heart, to destroy our faith, to destroy our belief system. And a lot of these, lot of these isms, isms come in the name of religion. The Bible says in the days which we are living that they will come into the house of God and they will be wolves in sheep's clothing. That's why Jesus says, I'm repeat myself there, take heed that no man deceive you. Many will say, I am here. Many will say, I will there. In other words, they will say, well, God's in this. Even though it don't line up with the Word of God, God's in it. If it don't line up with the Word of God, get away from it. Plain and simple. If it doesn't confirm and line up with God's Word, it's not of God. It's not of God. But we, he says to be saved, you've got to confess. You know, he told, I believe it was Nicodemus, he said, he said you must be born again, born from above. It's not an earthly thing. This is born from above. This is believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ and asking him to come into your heart and in your life and rule and reign. And denounce, he says, all evil. Repent, 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 repent. Make a conscious decision to turn and go into the other direction. This is done by the Spirit and by the power of God. Only Jesus Christ can forgive sin. Only he died for our sins. The call on his name today. He's still saving. He's still delivering. He's still setting free. Read the word. Let the word of God take precedence in your life. Let it, let it take seed or plant seed and let, let the word of God grow in your life. Become more real to you. 
and the very air that you breathe with this truth. This book was not written by men. This book was written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Ghost wrote this book. It's God's word, not man's word. God's word. And study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. So call him today. If you're not sure, call on him. Quit worrying about the opinions of men. Oh, God deliver us from the opinions of men. We don't need to be men pleasers. We need to be God pleasers. If you need saved, he'll save you today. If you need healed, he'll heal your body. If you're struggling in your mind, he says, I was chastised for your peace of mind. I was bruised for your iniquities, your lawlessness. I covered it all at the cross. The work has been done. It's finished when he bowed his head. We just read some of the things that happened. That he conquered every power and every principality at the cross. He has all dominion, all power in heaven and in earth and things below the earth. He's Lord, my Lord, over all. He's King of kings and he's coming soon. He's the love of your soul and the lover of my soul. I would that none would perish. But each and every one will come unto everlasting life. Don't wait too long. Don't put him off. Don't reject him. The time is short. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you today, Lord, that it helps us, girds us up, and gives us strength, and is quick and powerful. And we ask you, Lord, that you'd give us what we need in these days in which we are living. We ask you today, Lord, that you save souls that you heal bodies today, that you deliver, my Lord, from bondages, Father, untold, horrible bondages. You are the only one that can do this by your blood, and we plead your blood over every situation, every circumstance. And we thank you today for your armor that you provided for us. Let's understand this truth today, that you have prepared, Lord, you call your gospel the preparation of the gospel the preparation, the anointing, the power of God that we need in our lives. And we thank you today for what you've done, what you're going to do. And Lord, let us burn for your word. Let us burn for your knowledge and your wisdom, Lord. Lord, that we might seek you like we've never sought you. That we might lay aside, you said, every weight of sin. This is so easily, you said, beset us. We thank you today for what you've done, what you're going to do. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless. Till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.